Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for this holiday season. If you haven't already, it's time to start thinking about what you're putting under the tree for the MSU fans in your house. They've got great gifts ideas at College Corner. Don't forget, Black Friday is this Friday. I will, As soon as I know what the deal is, I will tweet it. My guess is it's going to be the same. It's been the past few years, that beat the clock special, where if you get there before you know 7, you get like 30% off, and then 20, and then 10 throughout the day. So check it out, College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's flagship restaurant, you know. What can I tell you about Restaurant Tyler that you don't already know? That the lunch is great, the dinner is great, Sunday brunch is the best in town? I mean, what what what, what, what do you need to hear from me? Tell me what it is, and I'll, I'll tell it to you. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Why not? Pretty much covered it all. I think I did. I really did. When you want to have a special occasion, or if the meal itself is a special occasion, a trip to Restaurant Tyler should be on your list. And this holiday season, head around back to the guest room for Miracle under Main Street. It is a fantastic uh, holiday event. Where you can, uh, you know, enjoy yourself in a really cool Christmas environment. And if you're a person that loves Christmas, I would definitely suggest that you check that out at at the guest room. But more importantly, have a great meal at Restaurant Tyler. Sixteen Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you. Just go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And when you do, and when you open your account, you've 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 started a relationship. You've started a process that's going to benefit your family, not just today, but throughout the years to come. So when we're talking about something that, you know, is going to help your family, that's what we're talking about with a relationship with Priority One Bank. If you have a Priority One Bank account already, you know how great their app is. It's a lot better than just, you know, moving your money around. You can do quite a bit on there, just about as much as you can do as one of their branches. 16 locations means there's one near you in central Mississippi. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. My apologies to start this. I don't have my usual egg bowl vigor. I am battling some sort of a stomach bug. Uh, I will probably just go ahead and let everybody know I will not be at the press conference tomorrow. I don't feel like that's a good idea. Uh, But I promise you, I don't care how, if I got to wear a diaper, I will show up tomorrow because I am going to, I will be in this studio to interview Coach Dan Mullen and get his egg bowl thoughts. I'm looking forward to that very, very much. So again, my apologies. Robbie, uh, Mississippi State 41, Southern Mississippi 20. For a minute there, it was a little hairy. It was a little interesting. We were sitting around, you know, staring at each other, going, is this going to happen? And then it didn't happen. And then Mississippi State took care of their business and got a, a relatively easy win. Um, and now we go into the Egg Bowl week. So with all that in mind, tell them, Falk. Well, oh. 
That's how I feel. I don't feel any energy from you, and I completely get it. Yeah. I didn't feel like I could bring the energy on that either. I'm sorry to hear that. But Mississippi but State what did What if I win. what if I uh if I, I just really give it a, a good go here, and then we'll do it. Again. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Here we go. Mississippi State forty-one, Southern Mississippi twenty. Tell them, fuck. Well, I needed I needed that today. We we need to we need to pep each other up. Okay, we're gonna do the best we can. Um, hey, State won. Yeah, and they covered. Yeah. So I mean, um, no. What else can we say? It wasn't a particularly well played football game for Mississippi State. I didn't think it would be, but. Uh, and at this point, you know, I don't, I don't think we, I don't know what you could expect, but I thought that they did a good job of when the game was on the line. They could have very easily fallen apart out there, given that game away, and you know everybody just kind of quit. But with eight minutes left after that game had got close, they stepped on the gas pedal, and I think there's something to be said about that. This team still has some fight in it. This team still has some energy in it. And I give a lot of credit to Greg Knox for that. Greg Knox, it was revealed after the game what he did pregame, uh, riding in on a four-wheeler, which I thought was hilarious and uh, outstanding. There are uh, a lot of people out there that would say it was dumb and uh, didn't make any sense. Those people would be Ole Miss fans who have a basketball goal on their sideline that they adore, but apparently the the four-wheeler was just too much for them. But I digress. Um, Everybody else thought it was awesome. And I thought, you know, with a team that's kind of dying on the vine a little bit, like Mississippi State, you needed something to bring or someone to bring that energy. And Greg Knox understood the situation. They watched a a video uh, this week from the motivational speaker, Inky Johnson, where he talked about getting heavy. And, uh, you know, he he was using buzzwords with – guys like Jet Johnson about putting your seatbelt on. and Sometimes you need that stuff in football to to keep everybody on their toes, to keep everybody excited. And I thought he really brought that on Saturday, and it was a huge part of Mississippi State finding a way. And it was an ugly ball game. State was okay on defense. I mean, they, they held Southern Miss under 300 yards. I thought two bad possessions yeah. in the they game. Did a good job of, of limiting Gore. Only 26 yards. I can't really be upset about the uh, defense. Offense looked really uh, bad at times, but, you know, Will Rogers is coming back from injury. I, th- I think the offense kind of is what it is. Uh, you know, I-, I think he needed this game to knock off some rust. Maybe they can bring it next week. But at the end of the day, 41-20, you cover, you win the ball game, and you did exactly what you need to do. You put yourself in position now. If you can somehow find a way in this game on Thursday – to go to a bowl game and keep a, a bowl streak alive for the 14th straight season. So that's all that really matters in the end. You can't really think about these uh, um, uh, style points anymore for Mississippi State's about getting wins. And there is some smoke, Robbie, that even at five and seven, State could still be in a bowl game. Their 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 APR is going to be good enough that and it appears they're not going to be enough six and six teams. You know, there's there's obviously some things you want to have happen. You'd like for South Carolina to lose to Clemson this this upcoming week. Uh, there's a few uh, Florida needs to lose to Florida State this week. And again, Brian, that that conversation comes up with people. Mm-hmm. Should you accept a ball game at five and seven? Yes. Good. The practice hours are worth it. 
the ability to continue to say it doesn't matter. You know, again, people are like, oh, you went at five and seven. Well, why didn't you go when you were five and seven? Bowl money. Yeah, the money. It's 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 absolutely worth, especially when it looks like Robbie that that it's not going to be like a St. Petersburg. Like, there's just not enough SEC teams right now. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is not going to go to a bowl. Vanderbilt's not going to go to a bowl. I would say South Carolina is unlikely to end up in a bowl. Florida. Florida. You know, I mean, you got to you got to fill your spots. I mean, they could end up at like Birmingham or Liberty, so it wouldn't be a you know a terrible spot uh, to be in. Let's uh let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. I need to eat something for dinner, Robbie. All I've eaten today is a bowl of cereal. That's all I've had. Do you think you could stomach it? Literally, I don't know, man. I don't know. Very very nervous. I'm not going to eat anything till I'm back at home. I'll put it that way. Uh but if I if I if I could stomach it and somebody brought me a steak, I would be really happy. That'd be a good way to finish up the day. Um, whatever you're doing this holiday season, you know, beef on the menu is great. I know Turkey Day is coming up, but I'll just go ahead and tell you for Christmas, if you're talking about cooking like a whole tenderloin or a whole prime rib, and that is a Christmas meal you will not forget. So anytime you're firing up the grill, nothing beats the sizzle of beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you're looking for. Football season is about to come to an end, but that doesn't mean it's not time to keep going to uh, Two Brothers. We're going to be up here a lot for basketball. Baseball will be here before you know it, and your weekends, part of that weekend needs to be spent with our friends over at Two Brothers enjoying some smoked southern soul food. And don't forget, when you support Two Brothers Smoked Meats, you support the Bulldog Initiative. It is a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products and great service are what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they've been doing it now for 49 years. When you need technology for your business, your first call needs to be to Advantage Business Systems. When you need a new copier or a printer, new computers, new laptops, you call them. And then if you do need service, you get to call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center, no out-of-state technician to make an appointment with. A lot of times they can fix your problem the same day because they're in the same state as you. That's making it easy for their customers, and they've been doing it for 49 years. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. The holidays are here, as I said earlier, and if you don't already have something lined up for Dad, a quick trip to the Rogue can take care of that for you. Fantastic-looking polos and quarter zips. The the logos that you want, the styles that you want, the, 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 the shirts that you want, they have them there at the Rogue. No multicolor polos, no huge logos, just stylish, simple polos that are going to make Dad happy this holiday season. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the road. Last week, we only had one thing that was true, and boy, was it true. We nailed that one. Apparently, Zach Sumlin was listening. So let's see if they're listening this week. I don't have a ton of them because there's just not a whole lot left to say at this point. I have four things that are true, Robin. Let's get right into them. Sounds good. Number one, you have to love Greg Knox. You have to. If you're a Mississippi State fan, that is a guy who has given his all for Mississippi State in his coaching career here. Could have walked away early six years ago with Mullen and crew, stayed, toughed it out, and won a big bowl game over Lamar Jackson. That's a big bowl win for Mississippi State. And now asked to come back and do it again. Asked to come back not as an assistant coach, by the way. Came back as an analyst. Came back, you know, not in an assistant coaching position. But... When Mississippi State needed Greg Knox, he showed up again. I love that video that that you mentioned because I just I just enjoyed seeing this football team happy. And maybe that makes me a homer. That's fine. But 
they have struggled this season. First off, they've had a rough 12 months. There's no getting around that, going back to the, the, the passing of Mike Leach. There's no way that that locker room has been like that prior to these past few games. There's no way. You know, I, I would imagine it's been quite somber and quite uh, quite uh, uh, monotone in its nature. Greg Knox knew he needed to, to he needed he needed this team needed a kick in the butt. He gave it to him the right kind of kick, not 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 the not you know the, the kind that gets you going, the kind that gets you wanting to, to play football again. And so he did that. I, Greg Knox is a man who deserves Mississippi State's respect one hundred percent. Yeah, he was outstanding yesterday too. Post game, I mean. The best press conference we've had all year by far. Yeah, from a coach, and and, and plenty of coach speak in it. There but was, but he made it work. He didn't. He he made it sound like it came from the heart, which I'm sure yeah. part of it did. But it it wasn't just him just regurgitating. Well, I think that this the opportunity means a lot to him. I don't know if he has aspirations of being a head coach. I mean, he's like sixty now. So, you know, I don't I don't even know if that's a possibility at this point. I think he likes playing his role. I think he likes doing what he needs to do. And but I do think that this means a lot for him and he takes a lot of pride in being able to lead this program through this time. And he's done it now at Mississippi State twice and he did it at Florida. And he was successful at Florida too. I think they lost one of his games, but he's been successful in this role. Whatever he does works. And like I said, I don't, I don't think he's a, a permanent head coach or anything like that. But he's what Mississippi State needs right now. Just for the next week, he is what Mississippi State needs. And he gave Mississippi State a, a shot in the arm that it hasn't had all year. They've been dejected all season. You've had injuries. You had Mike Leach passing away. You know this team's going through a frustrating offensive scheme change that just has been a, an absolute failure. They needed something to be excited about. And at the end of the day, sports are supposed to be fun. You know, th- this is a yeah. job for a lot of people. Uh, even in college now, I mean, the NCAA won't call these kids employees, but they're basically employees without benefits. You know, um, these a lot of these guys are getting paid to, pl- to play, and that's the reality of it. But it's still supposed to be fun. You don't want to do this and hate going to work every day. So Greg Knox made it fun, and it resulted in a win. We'll see if he's able to get one more this week. Agreed. Uh, Number two, Mississippi State must hire the right coach. This, this 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 is the next Dan Mullen hire. I don't know that that coach will be here as long as Dan Mullen, but they're either going to get this program going in the right direction, or Mississippi State is about to flounder big time. All right, that's where you are as a program. You look back to 2008, State gets blown out in that Egg Bowl, and if they don't hire the right coach there, Ole Miss with Houston Nutt is probably going to take off a little bit. Even though, I mean, and you're going to say, well, you know, he, he fell apart two years later. Yeah, because Mississippi State put the pressure on and, and mm-hmm. got the players and went from there. So that's what has to happen here. So, you know, timeline, like to see it by the uh, the end of the next week. By the time we get to the SEC championship game, but it's it's this is a this is the higher. I mean, Zach Selman, the future of Mississippi State football is in his hands, and if he makes the wrong hire, this program is going to be in deep deep trouble. But if he makes the right one, they're going to be just fine. They're going to get back to winning pretty quickly, I think. 
uh, in this day and age of the portal where you can just flip your roster around, you can get some good players in. Uh, you know, we'll, it will be, I'll be interested to, to see who comes in with him. Um, this is the part of the show, Robbie, where we'll talk a little coaching search. Uh, what, what is the latest that you're hearing as far as some potential candidates? Real quiet right now, for the most part. I mean, it's, I think that this thing is locked down. You're seeing a lot of names thrown around. I don't think there's a whole lot of substance behind the scenes. I think it's just some things that we're hearing from agents that are out there, some things that, you know, make sense for Mississippi State. That's why you're seeing a lot of these names pop up. But as far as who Mississippi State zeroed in on, I caution everyone whenever you read updates, even when we give some updates on stuff, just know that that doesn't mean that's exactly who Zach Arnett is targeting. Those are names that we hear as possibilities and things like that, but there's only a handful of people, you know, maybe three or four people that know exactly who Zach Arnett has on his list and who is his top targets. So when I see like names mentioned and people come in there and start talking about this is a disaster, what are we doing? Things, guys, you've got to be patient with coaching searches. You can't live and die on any update that comes around and think that's exactly what's happening behind the scenes because the fact of the matter is we don't know what's happening behind the scenes for the most part. Tillman has done a good job of locking up the information on this one, and that's that's yeah. kind of the way that, that he, he wants to operate, and it, it makes sense. So, you know, it eventually will leak out, and that's when we'll know. But One thing I will say, yeah. um, and this is I know this has been a kind of a back and forth with a lot of different sources saying, uh, I know some national people have said Jamie Chadwell's told – Liberty, he's um, locked in or whatever. I know for a fact that Jamie Chadwell has expressed interest in this job. And I'm not saying Mississippi State is going to hire Jamie Chadwell. I'm not saying that he is – that it's a done deal right. or anything like that. It's just but to say that he is not interested in this job is not accurate. And that's coming from people at Mississippi State, and that's coming from people that are close to Jamie Chadwell – I feel 100% certain that is the case, that he is at least interested in this job. Now, it's going to be tough for Mississippi State to um, to lure him financially. Right. He's making $4 million, got a good contract. He's in a really good situation there because he can win and bide his time and wait on a big-time job. So if I was putting odds on it, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying Jamie Chadwell is going to be the next coach at Mississippi State. I just want to clarify that he is indeed interested and has shown interest in this job behind the scenes. Well, I just got a tweet, actually, from Jim Beam X 22 who says a friend tells him Chadwell has been made an offer. So, Okay, well, I mean... Yes, we'll start hearing some things pretty quickly. Yeah. And I feel, <laughs> I feel confident in that source. Also, uh, allow me to go the other way from you and then let you know that our my original guy, Tom Herman... That that one's probably weak. We can take that one off the board. Uh, seems yeah. I'm, I'm really cooled on him. Yeah, obviously, you know, he has not had a great finish to the season at FAU. But you know, you, when you look at a coach, you have to look at their whole resume. His resume is, is plenty good for Mississippi State. I'm just told that, barring a blockbuster financial offer, he would not be interested in in, in not just the Mississippi State job, but any job this offseason. Which is kind of strange. Like, I figured he would be ready to get back in the Power Five. Well, I mean, you know, at some point, I mean, how much moving around has this guy done over the last five, four or five years? Man, maybe he's just like, I, I need a year 
where I'm just here. You know, yeah. we, we never think about these kind of things. You know, we just think, hey, you tell your wife you're going to go from a million dollars to five million dollars and she'll she'll go along. But I mean, there's strain, there's strain, there's personal strain on, on these relationships when things like this happen. So I would take Tom Herman off. I will take Tom Herman off the Super Talk Mississippi uh, board later today. Um, and we'll see if any. If I want to add any new names at, at that point or not. I saw Paul. I mean, Robertson's reports. So, what do you feel is a realistic hire from Mississippi State that would be the best, most realistic hire? I think Chadwell is a very realistic option. I, I, think, I do too. I, I, and I think that that serves the other part. Aside from that, he's a great coach. I think it serves the other purpose that you and I have talked about, and that's Mississippi State needs to show that it's willing to make a big commitment. And going and buying out Chadwell and giving him six to seven million dollars a year would be doing that. You know, they need to there's a there's a perception of Mississippi State because Arnett wasn't making very much money. Leach, you know, was gonna get a raise had he had he not passed away. There's no question. But when he passed away, he was making five, five and a half, and Kiffin was going up to nine. And there's just, I mean, there's a perception there. So Mississippi State needs to fight that perception a little bit. I'm not saying that they need to go drop 10, 12 million dollars on somebody, but they need to, to to they need to not have their coach 13th in the in the in the salary rankings when the next run of those goes right. Obviously, you know, Vanderbilt, you never know because it's private university, but state needs to be ahead of some teams. They, they, yeah. they need that. So we shall And see. that doesn't mean overpaying, but you 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 come out and you and you present yeah. a competitive offer there. Seven million dollars a year to Jamie Chadwell is a totally reasonable offer. Yeah. Completely reasonable to pay him that amount. So yeah. Ah, uh, number three. People say crazy things happen in the egg bowl, and they do. They do. They do happen in the egg bowl, but that usually doesn't include the result. When you think about all the crazy things, yeah, we've had fights and weird, you know, penalties and all that. That's happened. There's no question. But most of the time, the favorite team wins. The last time there was a big upset in the egg bowl. 2017. It was Dan Mullen's last game at Mississippi State. State was a 17-point favorite. Fitzgerald goes down early in the game, and State can't win the game. Since then, you know, you haven't had a big upset, I would say. Um, State has not been a huge underdog in this game since 2009, in which they won as well. But, I mean, you think about 10, 11, 10 and 11, 12, State was favored. 13, State, I think, was like a, 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 a maybe a five- or six-point underdog. 14, I think they were favored. 15, they were an underdog, I believe, but it was close. It wasn't, they weren't a, a huge underdog. 16, they were an underdog, but they won big. 17 was the year. Big underdog. Didn't didn't make it. 18, they were a big favorite and won. Won big. 19. They were an underdog in 17. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 17, they were a big favorite and got, yeah. got yeah. 18, yeah. big favorite, pulled it off. 19, I think it was really close, but state was favored. 2020. That game was, I think State was like a touchdown underdog in that, you know. 21, people forget this, State was favored at, again in 2021 against Ole Miss, who ended up winning 10 games that year. But they came to Starkville an underdog in that game. And then last year, Ole Miss, I think, was like a five or six point favorite as well. So it's been a long time since we've been in this situation where State's going to be a double-digit underdog. I saw the line today at 10. Some people think that's questionable. I would advise you, and I think State could easily lose this game by like 35, 40 points. It could happen. But Ole Miss beat Arkansas by seven, Auburn by seven, AM by three, LSU by 10, and they have a big win in the conference over Vanderbilt. They won by 26. Their average margin of victory in SEC play is like 12 points. 
The game is in Starkville. It makes sense. Ten points is a, probably about right. Now, I would I would take the point. I would give the points. If you said Brian, you got to put a hundred bucks on this game. I'm going to give you the points, and I'll take Ole Miss. But the let's you know people are acting like State should be like a twenty one point underdog in this game. So Ole Miss hasn't beaten anybody in the conference like that. It's outside of Vanderbilt, and even Vanderbilt, you know, that game was I think they were only down like sixteen going into the fourth quarter, and then Ole Miss got a couple of late score or got a late score. So. Ten points is probably. I mean, I, th- I think State will lose by more, but as a betting line, I don't have a huge issue there. Yeah, you, you don't see. I mean, the years where it's obvious that one team is better than the other one, it seems like chalk holds there. Um, you know, there, there's which we haven't seen a ton of this uh, since Dan Mullen got here, where one team is just clearly better, like a whole lot better than the other one. I thought 18 was like that. I thought 20 was like that for the most part. 20 Ole Miss was better than State, but they were so bad defensively. They were. You couldn't take anything for granted. The only problem is State didn't do what Ole Miss was bad at. They were bad at stopping the run, and State just threw the ball. Couldn't run it. But, I mean, State threw for like 400. If if Austin Williams scores a a touchdown right there, I think State wins that game. I really do. He doesn't even have to score on that play. Just don't fumble. It's second and yeah. the one. But you're, because they scooped it up and ran it back and then scored a touchdown, is that was a fourteen point turnaround? Huge turnaround. But that that game, yeah. I mean, Will Rogers set the record for passing yards in an Egg Bowl in that game. You know, Corral won the game and had a fantastic game in that game. But Rogers outdueled him. He just didn't have any any defense on his back. And I also got to remember, State was playing with like. 48 guys and Landon Gidry was out there starting at safety for Mississippi State. So, yeah. If State was running the air raid this year, I think they would have a shot. I just, well, if State had run the offense, they'd run it all year, Robbie. They'd have more wins. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no getting around that fact. That's a fact at this point that if they had yeah. kept the offense similar and kept Rodgers in that, that they probably would have at least one more win and maybe two. And they'd be, you know, bowl eligible and, and with a chance to go to seven or eight wins. But and last year they were trending towards running the football more. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been a little more. I know Leach never liked talking about balance in terms of right. rushing and passing numbers, but they were becoming a more balanced team. The numbers suggested it that they were becoming a more balanced team in that sense. And yeah. I think that would have continued. I mean, they turned they started running the football more in that egg bowl well and changed the game. I've always said though, thank God it started raining because he yeah because they just couldn't he was not he just couldn't do it yeah because Rogers I've said it a million times if you swap Dart and Rogers in the last year's Egg Bowl State wins forty two to ten something like that I mean State dominated that football game but Rogers couple turnovers couple of bad sacks kept Ole Miss around and then of course had the fumble you know there on as he's going into the end zone to put the game out of reach so yeah we'll see what happens we will see what happens one more number four. I think if you're a longtime listener to this podcast or the BNB show, you know what I'm about to say. Your mind needs to be right. All right. We need we need total focus. Do not enter this game. Do not wake up on Thursday morning going, eh. No, focus. All right. Win or loss, focus. And that's the way it's got to be. It's got to be this that way on the egg ball. Mind must be right. This week, you and I will have more tweets from Ole Miss fans. Then we have all year combined. Which is going to be great. I'm going to be like, I'm going to pick Ole Miss to win by a large margin, probably. Yeah, me too. What are they, what, and, what are they going to say to me? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I've already had a lot of mentions the last couple of days. So, I mean, I hadn't even said anything hardly old Miss related yet, but it is here we go. That's what it is. All right. The Egg Bowl is important. Let's talk about something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hurricane. Yes, that would be a little weird. That sounds more like something that would have, uh, you know, like a fruity drink with a... Drive-by daiquiri. uh, Yeah, right, right. So, or as former Governor Haley Barber would say, Hurricane. Hurricane. Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Mississippi is where we, we're talking about. By the way, you will never guess where Hurricane Mississippi is. I'm going to guess it's not on the coast. It is not anywhere near the coast. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's in Pontotoc County. That's strange. I know. Maybe Katrina. You don't see a whole lot of. Way up. I don't know. Maybe. You don't see a whole lot of hurricanes hitting uh, North Mississippi like that. No. Let me, let me bring that back up because I want to see how long that community has been there. Or if I can, I didn't even say. So hurricane is between Thaxton and New Albany. Okay. West of Ecru or Ecru. I'm sorry. Ecru. There you go. All right. For Mississippi State, I mean, they won relatively easily, but giving up a kickoff return, you, you score a touchdown, you feel like you're about to put the game away. And you give up a long kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, state special teams this year have just been okay. They haven't been great. Um, They've had high highs and low lows. That's, this was one. That was not a great play by Mississippi State. That guy, that Caxton kid, that's a good player. Three touchdowns against good. Mississippi State. He's good. In the I think SEC, it was two. Yeah. No, he had two receiving and that he had the kickoff return. No, he had one receiving. Frank Gore caught the other one. Oh, so You're thinking the about the play. big catch. The big catch. Okay. You're right. right. You're right. You're correct. In the SEC, Robbie, we've been doing this podcast together since uh, 2021. I've been doing this podcast, Thunder and Lightning, since 2018. And then I had five years of the B&B show before that and been doing this coffee for closers or whatever I've called it for a long time. And I don't know that I've ever had an easier pick than I do for this one. But my God, Auburn, just get a roll of stamps and mail it in next time. They paid $1.85 million to get their ass kicked. I wouldn't pay a plug nickel to get my ass kicked. They paid $1.85 million. Hugh and John Cohen likes likes saving money. So that was probably that was that was probably pretty uh I, I, tough I mean, on him. All I'm thinking with that is we said earlier this year, you know, Freeze always wins one. He shouldn't lose one. He shouldn't. The one he shouldn't, he should not have beat Mississippi State. That's the one he, he should have he won that he shouldn't have won. Now he's lost the one he shouldn't have lost. How did they go from, you know, they handled state. I mean, they got all this momentum. They destroyed Arkansas last week, and they they kind of looked like they're, you know, coming along. And all of a sudden, this happens. I mean, it, it, they didn't just yeah. lose. They got killed. I, and I, I brought that up last week when we were doing our picks. I was like, this is an eight and three New Mexico State team. That, you know that maybe you know, twenty one and a half is a lot of points, and it wasn't. I mean, they just destroyed them, and uh, yeah, that looked like an Auburn team that was going to finish with seven wins and 
That's I mean that, that if they had finished eight and five, that had been some real progress in year one for Freeze. He had everybody bought in, and instead, every you know how we used to talk about Fat Dan Mullen. You got to get Fat yes. Dan Mullen back. That they, they were saying we got to get Burner Phone Freeze back. This guy's That's not funny. good. We need Burner Phone Phone Freeze. I loved it. Loved everybody. I forgot Jerry Kill was still coaching. He's a good coach. I'm not saying you know don't put him on the hot board for Mississippi State, but he's a good coach. He is a good coach. I, you know, he had the health, the health concerns, I think, at Minnesota. Yeah. I thought he was okay there. Yeah. I, he's, I he's, totally I mean, forgot he was still coaching. He's won nine games at New Mexico State. I mean, I don't care, you know, who they're playing. That's that's good. That's good coaching. Uh, nationally, I mean, it's starting to become their award, man. Southern California is not getting a lot of, uh, of coffee this year. But, again, we keep coming back to Mullen, you know, and, and uh, can't, again, can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. Please don't miss that, but what a savage tweet from Dan Mullen Saturday night. Did you see this? That was great. So, in case you missed it, he said, are we sure the right coach in Los Angeles is on the hot seat? He's right. That team has the best no, I saw football. And Stephen gonna- Godfrey tweeted tweeted that he had some uh, trash takes or whatever. So he, he was exactly correct on this. Stephen Godfrey. I like Godfrey. I really do. But there's no more miserable media member. He doesn't, doesn't like the sport. He just doesn't like the sport, and it makes me. I sick. don't follow him. I just saw it retweeted. I, I just saw it, and I was like, "Come on!" I mean, that's a funny tweet. It's funny. So, and it and it was correct. Correct. That's the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you think you about both sides, Robbie. When you can get funny and correct, that's a good joke. Well, you think about Lincoln Riley now, and they invested all this money in him and into Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. And there's all this hype around him. Last year, they lost a two-lane in the bowl game. This year, they're seven and five. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, the Pac-12, I think, is pretty competitive this year. I, I like the conference. It might be the best conference. Yeah. But from still, a competitive when standpoint. you have the best quarterback, you should win more games. I mean, he has lost. They've lost the five ball. out of the last six games, and their one win was against Cal. Yeah, who they had to score fifty points to beat. Well, I mean, they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and came back to win that game. Could have very easily lost six straight games. No, 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 no. They lost to Colorado. They could have very easily lost seven straight games. They lost to Colorado because they, they, they barely beat Arizona. They beat Colorado by that's eight straight games. They could have very easily lost. By the way, Arizona. We were. Ta- I was talking about this on Saturday. What an inexplicable win for Mississippi State. I know they've changed quarterbacks, but. If Arizona wins Saturday, <laughs> if Arizona wins Saturday and Oregon State beats Oregon, Arizona's going to the Pac-12 championship game. Jed Finch needs Jed Fish needs to be on some of these hot boards. I don't know if State, oh, I, would, I don't know if State I, I don't know if him, but yeah, no, I don't. You know, that's to me that's kind of a I don't know how big of an upgrade that is moving from Arizona. Arizona's a good athletic department. It is, it is. But that's another team. On the opposite end of the spectrum of USC, in every single game, all three of their losses lost in overtime to State, lost by seven to Washington, like lost what? by two to USC. Yeah. Could have won all of them. Could be sitting here undefeated right now. One more SEC, no coffee, and that's for Arkansas. What must be done eventually should be done immediately. They're really going to hang over to Pittman for another year. Based on what? That team next year should be worse than this year's team. You're going to lose KJ. You're going to lose Robert yeah. Sanders. I mean, what what makes you think that team's going to be better? Them keeping Pittman is great for Mississippi State for two reasons. One, you should be able to beat them next year. 
And then two, you don't put that job on the open market. And there's some you know, state versus Arkansas is a decision some candidates would pick Arkansas. Now mm-hmm. they don't have that option. I, I think that's a terrible idea. And, and if they're saying it's financial, well, that, that's what you get when you keep bidding against yourself in these coaches. Who was going to take? It's just like it's just like we talked about with Jimbo Fisher. Who yeah. was going to take him? And don't forget, Eric the athletic director, is the guy who gets into it with uh, Jay Billis all the time about that. Oh, we don't have any money to pay uh, athletes, but we have $4 million to pay a coach from we fired after seven games. They're going to fire Pittman in the middle of the season yeah. because he is going to totally you know, overhaul his offense and try to bring in a new staff, and nobody's going to want to hitch their wagon to that. Yeah, uh, it's it's very difficult when you have a coach that looks like a lame duck to go hire a you know program changing um, coordinator, and that's that's what he's he, he's gonna, he's going to be tasked with having to revamp the offense, and I just don't think it's going to work. And you're losing KJ Jefferson. I I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. So tomorrow's pod, uh, we'll we'll talk about whatever Greg Knox has to say. Uh, we'll, we will have some uh, some thoughts on that. Continue to look at the Egg Bowl. Um, also, don't forget uh, we, we'll talk some basketball tomorrow. Great weekend for the for the Bulldogs, uh, men and women. Uh, good, yeah. You know, we'll talk some soccer. A historic season comes to an end uh, for Coach James James Armstrong and his program. We'll do our SEC picks. Robbie did make up that game on me. He's one game back with Boom. a full slate to play here. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, weekend. I'm working my tail off trying to get some more interviews for you guys. Uh, if if any of you guys know Austin Williams, you know, tell him to return, return my texts. I would appreciate it. He's too busy running for Congress right now. Whatever he's doing. But we do have Coach Dan Mullen joining us uh, this week as well. Uh, I'm sure Robbie's going to be doing some cross-promotion, some stuff with uh, with 24-7. I'm going to be on the uh, Ole Miss Spirit uh, Talk of Champions podcast with uh, our good friend Ben Garrett. Hopefully he knows uh, who some of State's players are uh, this time around. We'll see. Um, and we'll go from there. That's on that Ole Miss Spirit's on that uh they're, they're the on three for Ole Miss. I don't know if you're familiar. Anyway, we'll do all that this week. It's Egg Bowl week. We're going to get right to it. Don't forget Wednesday's pod. No rumblings. Sorry, Robbie. We'll do rumblings next week, I promise. But we got a pre- three weeks in a row. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be the Egg Bowl, my friend. Got to be that way. I deserve like two rumblings in I'll a think, row when this I'll is done. I think you'll lunch next week. How about that? Okay. Go to two brothers. I'll Hopefully, you're taking me to lunch or dinner twice. <laughs> Twice, yeah. You know, if 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 I win the uh, the, no, the pick, no, 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 no. I'll take you to lunch just out of the kindness of my heart. I'll take. Well, that's you what I'm saying. Hope, if you win, hopefully, I get two of those meals. Okay, I got it. That's the hope. All right, buddy. Thanks for uh, for making it through this with me, guys. I hope I feel better tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm really nervous. I do not want my egg ball streak to break. This will be 31 in a row for me, and I know that. I mean, I know I don't have a whole ton of them left. I know I'll never get back up to 30. So hopefully, I'll feel better. I can make it to the game uh, Thursday. Uh, if this thing is it's still in your system by Thursday, uh, you probably need to go to the doctor. Yeah, I should be okay. So, all right, guys, have a great Monday. Back with you tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian. Thanks for listening to Thunder Lightning on Super Talk.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.